The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show, and boy, what a fantastic week. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Reggie gets a flat, or should I say, Veggie Mac gets a flat. That and more here on show 403. Well, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have <laughs> one thing, one thing only. Actually, it develops into many things. Reggie McKenzie and the free agency, $64 million to spend. Really? We're going to hit on that and all the rest of that. It should take the rest of the show. Hit that in the phone line because I am sure there are some flipped out mofos up here in this house. That's for sure. Let us roll to this story. Well, first, let me say this free agent period being looked forward to for, it seems like, millennia. Yes. The Raider Nation has been in purgatory, cap purgatory for, it seems like, ever. After this new regime, Reggie McKenzie, Dennis Allen started to purge the bad contracts. The excuses for us losing, of course, were legitimate. Uh, Not enough money to pay people, not enough money to keep the talent we had. And then we step directly into the vortex, which is the free agent zone. (laughs) When the Raiders were finally out of cap hell, we had some solid base players in the team Something we could actually add to to create something magical, I thought. From the way the season started last year, from the light we saw at the end of the tunnel with Porter and Houston and Valdir, Jennings, the list goes on, and it is just an unbelievable string of events that brings me to, (laughs) I was going to wait to see what happened. I can't freaking wait. I can't freaking wait because I cannot stand. I don't want to hear another fucking we need to have patience. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to hear it. Excuse my language. Fuck that shit. I'm not doing it. I am tired of the buffoonery in Alameda, and it just seems like it never will stop. It's a Twilight Zone episode, folks. From Matt Flynn to the fourth round flop to Tyler Wilson and, you know, a host of other Menlik Watson and injury prone offensive linemen and, you know, (laughs) uh, Murray, Jatavius Murray hasn't played. You know, there's a there's a lot to be said about uh, Reggie McKenzie's talent choices, but he brought in Porter. He brought in Wheeler. 
I mean, he brought in some good players, and, you know, you cannot gut a franchise and then put in Justin Tuck. He's 29, 30 years old. Lamar Woodley, right around the same place. These are worn players that are coming to a team without anything else. We lost Houston. We lost Porter. We lost Woodson, I bet. Everybody's up for grabs. It's a garage sale, and we're picking up things that aren't even getting us close to where we left off last season. Uh, he is the uh, newest Raider, Justin Tuck, of course, Super Bowl champion with the uh, Giants, and he's going to have to change his Twitter handle, which is Justin Tuck NYG91. How are you, Justin? I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Good. First question we got to ask you: did, did, did you pass the physical? Is it all done? Are you officially a Raider, Justin? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, barely. I barely passed it. <laughs> the, the doctor's tough over there, or something? The physical's pretty hard, man. They made me stand up and and stretch, and uh, that was pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds easy to me. I might even be able to do that. All right. Uh, tell us your thoughts. Uh, I, I'm sure you had other opportunities. You've won a lot of games with the Giants. It's got to be tough to leave once Super Bowl's there. Why did you choose the Raiders? You know, it is tough to leave. But, you know, I think, you know, in leaving, I, I definitely wanted to, to, to go somewhere and start fresh uh, and get an opportunity to, to to really, you know, build a legacy and, and get an opportunity to come out to Raider Nation, man. Everyone knows how how crazy these fans are and how excited it is to play in the, you know, the silver and black. Uh, and just getting an opportunity to meet down, you know, meet with Coach and, and be with Reggie. Uh, they really, they really uh, you know, have a plan on, 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 on bringing great people in, uh, starting with leadership and, and, and trying to mix with the young crowd they already have here. And, uh, you know, I just want to be a part of that. If memory serves, you haven't played at the O.Co. in years. Well, you played as a young guy. I remember Tiki Barber at a big run. Yeah, you played I played that game? Yeah. Randy yeah, Moss a was a Raider. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. So what, 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 just going back and playing that game your rookie year, what, what do you recall about walking into that stadium and playing that game? You know, I remember, you know, just going in, and I think we were, as the Giants, we were needed that win to get to uh, to win our division. I think we ended up being 11-5 and, and winning that game. But I just remember, you know, regardless of what was going on in the game, you always remember the black hole, man. You always remember the Raider fans and how loud they were and how, you know, excited they were and how you could just tell they're loyal, loyal fans and regardless of, you know, good or bad or in between, man, they, they you know, you, you always see them traveling well. You always see, so that's something I always remember about you know, Raider Nation. Uh, Justin Tuck, newest uh, Raiders defensive lineman, good enough to join us. Of course, won a couple of Super Bowls with the Giants. He's now a Raider here in the wheelhouse on 95-7 the game. Um, in, in regards, did you, did you have a connection to anybody? Did you know Dennis or Reggie or, or Jason Tarver or anybody? Uh, honestly, a lot of the connection uh, for me out out this way comes through business ties. You know, like my agent, my agent is from from San Francisco, so he lives in this area. I'm really good friends with uh, Ronnie Lott, uh, Gavin Newsom, a lot of guys that, that I did work with on the business side, not necessarily the football side, but uh, that was you know a, a lore of mine also because um, you know obviously I do a lot of work in my my foundation and a lot of work uh, in the community and. and that 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 seems like it's going to be a seamless transition uh, coming from New York back out here uh, to 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 get you know to be still a part of something I'm very passionate about. You know Gavin? How how did you get close with Gavin Newsom, the former mayor of the city of San Francisco? Hey, I know a lot of people, man. <laughs> You're connected, man. You yeah, I know a lot of people. 
That's how, how about just changing coasts? I mean, you've been a giant your whole career, and you're moving 3,000 miles away. Is it something you want to, to experiencing something new? What was the motivation there? Uh, I mean, when you look at it, I ain't got to worry about 70 inches of snow a year. <laughs> it's uh, nice today. Yeah, it's pretty nice outside. Uh, but, yeah, man, you know, California in itself is very appealing, obviously. Um, and, you know, I have you know, a lot of friends in this, in this area, a lot of friends on the West Coast. Uh, and I just wanted to start new, you know, and, uh, you know, try something that I haven't, 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 haven't tasted yet. So um, why not come out to California? Now, you, you, like you said, you have a, a diverse uh, base of friends. What, tell people who don't know much about you other than on the football field, what kind of guy are you? What do you like to do? That kind of stuff. What are you into? You know, I'm a real quiet guy, man. I'm a, I'm a homebody. I love uh, spending time with my wife and my kids. Uh, I love, you know, cooking. I love, I love, I love music. Uh, and I, I, love, I love to hunt. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I, at the end of the day, man, regardless of being in New York for nine years, and I'm still a, just an old country boy. Yeah, you're gonna love the Bay Area. It's gonna fit your your lifestyle. Let's let's talk yeah. football. Uh, I was watching some tape on you recently. Of course, the Raiders played you this past year, so I saw you quite a bit. Uh, how how is the best way to use you at left defensive end in the base, and then slide you inside and and to tackle in the nickel? What's the best way to utilize your skill set, Justin? You know, honestly, I think either one of those. Um, you know, we we've, we've talked about it. I think left end is predominantly where they want me to play right now, but. It, it all depends on matchups. It all depends on what team we're playing and, and what scheme we want to run against uh, certain old linemen. Uh, but like I said, I, you know, I can play both and uh, and look forward to playing both and, and just you know using that versatility to you know to get after the quarterback. Uh, Justin, a lot of spots to fill uh, on the defensive side. When you were talking to the guys last night about the about the uh, vision for the defense, what did they sell you on? Yeah, I think they sold me on the fact that you know we got a lot of. Young talent that, that that really can play, but need the leadership and need to see guys and, and understand how you have to go about working to 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 win in this league, and also just you know selling on you know looking forward to bringing in guys like we had Jason Hatcher in today, uh, Lamar Woodley, guys like that that are proven winners, guys that can can play the game at a high level, and and hopefully we can we can get those two guys also to you know get into the mix and. And obviously, if we do so, then you know you're looking at you're possibly looking at one of the better D-line, you know, combos uh, in the league just by you know just off, off free agency. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that sold me. Man, I'd love to see Jason Hatcher come here, your old rival from the NFC East. He had a monster. Yeah. You're playing three technique. What what kind of a pass rush would that be in the nickel just to move you inside well, to tackle that, and you and Hatcher that would be together? There would be a lot of trouble for you know opposing quarterbacks. What, what about what? What about Joey Porter? Uh, not Joey Porter. Uh, Lamar Woodley. Uh, yeah. he was a, he's an he's outside linebacker in a three-four. Would the Raiders play him at, at defensive end? Yeah, I think so. I think you know, you know, he's he's a, he's a tweener guy that can play. I mean, he, he he shows off so much versatility in in what he does. In college, he was a defensive end that they stood up and you know at, at the at uh at at, at the Steelers. But you know, and I've known I've known Lamar for a while. I know he loves to play with his hand in the dirt. So that would that would be a, a real smooth transition for him, I believe. All right, now that you've signed, are those guys still in town? And can you can in can you persuade him to to uh, to sign on the dotted line too? Well, I'm being a recruiter. I'm pretty good at recruiting. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, I haven't lost my touch from the days of you know being in, in at Notre Dame and having to recruit these young guys. So hopefully, we can we can get we can get these two guys to come aboard also. 
All right, man. I don't doubt you. You sound smooth, my friend. Welcome to the Bay Area. Glad to have you aboard. Hey, thanks, guys. You got Always it. a pleasure. You got it. There you go. Justin Tuck, newest Raider defensive lineman. Now joining us, a Super Bowl champion, a pro bowler, and a guy who can get after the quarterback, new Raiders linebacker Lamar Woodley joins us here on Buker and Townie. Lamar, first off, congratulations on getting the deal done with the Raiders, and welcome to the Silver and Black. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, when I think about you coming here, and I think about Tuck signing two guys that know what it's like to win, two guys who have won Super Bowls, how do you expect to affect the locker room, which has been a tough locker room with a lot of losing? You know, we just, you know, me and Tuck, we just, we bring that, bring that leadership role with him being in New York, me being in Pittsburgh, and, you know, us playing in multiple Super Bowls, and me winning one and he winning two, so, we kind of know what it takes to, to get to that next level. And our thing here is is to come here and, and take some leadership and, and get these guys on the same page so they understand on how to get to that next level. Lamar, what has Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie told you about the the job that faces you in coming to this team? Hey, the main thing that they, they brought us in for, because one thing that we do is we get after the quarterback. And we they need guys here to get after the quarterback. And... Um, you know, that's what they feel like they're missing, and that's what that's what we bring, and that's what they want us to do. And and knowing the division that you're going to be playing in, you got Philip Rivers, you got Peyton Manning, uh, you got Alex Smith. What uh, what's it going to be like to have that task playing against those kind of quarterbacks? Um, it, it's going to be good because one thing I can promise you is that they're going to throw the ball. And, uh, <laughs> Knowing that they're going to throw the ball, that's going to give us a chance and an opportunity to, to go back there and get some sacks. Lamar, what's this last few days been like for you to go through this process and wake up now and know that you're going to be in a different uniform? Oh, uh, man, you know, from from the time I was released, you know, it was like, you know, what's next for Lamar Woodley and the Oakland Raiders, they called. And, um, you know, I, I came down here in a vision. I was excited about it. When I came down, I met the coaches and had opportunities to talk to them about, you know, how, how, they, want, how they see me fitting in the scheme and, you know, I'm thinking, what's a better place besides here to go and play football? Lamar Woodley, new Raiders linebacker, joins us here. Buker and Townie, 95.7 the game. Now, with Pittsburgh, you're used to playing a 3-4. When you talk to Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie, are they going to be looking to do more 3-4 this year? Because they predominantly last year were a 4-3 defense. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, just having a guy like me, I've, I've been a 3-4 outside linebacker my whole career. Um, but before then, when I was in Pittsburgh, I was a, I was, I mean, I was in Michigan, I was a 4-3. Um, so I'm not like the average size linebacker. I'm, you know, like 270, 275. And so you don't get the average size linebacker. So going back to defensive end and rushing, uh, it won't be hard for me. And I feel like being at Pittsburgh, even though I was standing up, it still was just like a stand up defensive end, except that I was in a two point instead of a three point. Lamar, do you have any sense of how starved Raider Nation is? For a team that matters, and with free agency starting the way it did with Roger Saffold signed and then being dinged on the physical, it's not your fault, but whether you're, I, I don't know, are you aware of just how much Raider Nation puts on you and Justin and hoping that you guys can bring some pride back to the silver and black? Oh, yeah, I found out from the, from the moment that I landed um, here yesterday <laughs> from all the, the tweets and uh, Facebook messages of how big that Nader, Nader uh, Nation was, and 
you know, just saying that, hey, we we want you to come here, this and that. So I kind of found out yesterday um, how bad they wanted me and Tuck to come here. And, you know, now we have to go out there on the field and get it done. Well, now you're part of a couple of veterans that come in. I'm sure you've got a pretty good uh, iPhone or iPad. Will you be on the horn and trying to recruit a couple other guys to come join you? Because the Raiders still got a lot of money to spend. Hey, well, I heard I heard Tuck been on there uh, recruiting so far, so I, I join in with him when I get done with a few interviews and have a little bit more time on my hands. Yeah, that's going to be good. You need to get as many good football players as you can here with the silver and black. New Raiders linebacker out of the University of Michigan, Lamar Woodley, joins us here, Buker and Townie. Now, you play in two Super Bowls with the Steelers. You win one. Uh, we know what a great fan base that is. We know how much they love their Steelers there. It's like a family. How tough was it for you to be released by the Steelers? Um, I mean, it was tough, you know, just being there for seven years and, and, and growing up. As Pittsburgh being my being my favorite team, so it, it definitely was tough. But you know, them releasing didn't mean that that was the end of Lamar Woodley. I knew I knew I, had, I still have a lot of good football left in me. So I just kind of feel like, hey, what they don't want, another team will. What was your initial impression of Dennis Allen meeting him? Oh, real great, real great guy. You know, it was just it was just comfortable just sitting down, meeting him, having a having a conversation with him. You know, and that's what it's all about when you come down here on these visits to have opportunities for the coaches to get to know you and you get to know the coaches, and um, that's some things that help make the decision. Do you like it that he's a defensive guy? Oh, I, I, I love it. I love it. You know, you, all, you, always, love, you always love that. It just, it just brings so much more fire. Is, is there anybody in particular with this organization or that you're seeing that will, will, or, will or could be on the roster that you're looking forward to playing with? I mean, you, it's a lot of good guys for the team. I'm kind of looking forward to playing with uh, Charles Woodson, you know, being that he was a, a Michigan guy and a legendary player at Michigan. I, I watched his whole career. Uh, so I'm looking forward to just being out there on the field with him. So it's been a long time since you obviously switched from the 3-4-4-3. Three, four, four, three. How long does something like that for a veteran like you take to, you know, where you feel comfortable making that switch to that type of defense? Three days. Three days. <laughs> three days. About about the time it takes you to drive. Is that three whole days or <laughs> three whole days? That's it. <laughs> that's like the drive from Pittsburgh, you know, to Oakland. If you make that drive, it's three days. That's all it takes. How good are you gonna look in this legendary uniform? Oh man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Actually, having the opportunity to put that jersey on and that whole uniform on uh, for the first time, definitely. Uh, I want to see it all black, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And actually, just playing here um, on a home game and the fans, like I, I'm really looking forward to that. And it, actually being part of it instead of being booed all the time. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because the Steelers and the and the Raiders just historically, that's that's been one of the great battles uh, in NFL history for you to to get a taste of of both sides of it. It certainly is going to be special. What is it that you will miss the most about being in Pittsburgh and being a Steeler? Well, you know, just just being in Pittsburgh, it was it was easier for my family to come up from Michigan to, to come to the game. Uh, you know, the relationship that you created with with some of the coaches and the players and you know people in the organizations and the, the people around town. You know, those are things that you're going to miss from being there for for seven years. Uh, but you know, like I said, things just didn't work out and. You know, I want to come here um, to Oakland and create that same thing with the fans here and the, uh, the organizations and the people that work here and, and the players on this team. So what are you looking forward to with your fresh start most? Well, I'm looking forward to winning. 
winning, getting after the quarterback, trying to help this team get to where we need to go. You know, the the ultimate goal is, is has to be the Super Bowl. And I think that uh, during this during this off season, um, you know, now we're in a situation to to get more players and and get more people to come in and bring in that veteran leadership, people that has, that has played in Super Bowls and won Super Bowls that have an understanding of that and getting everybody on that same page to get there. Other than the the money, because the contract is always a factor here, what was it that convinced you that this was the place that you wanted to be? I mean, what convinced me was I was sitting down meeting with the defensive staff, and they were just talking about that they're going to allow me to get after the quarterback. You know, in Pittsburgh, you know, it was more so 50-50. Sometimes I drop back in coverage. Sometimes I rush the quarterback. But here, it's going to be more so rushing the quarterback and dropping back, but not as much. You know, let's end on this. You know, when you go four and twelve back to back years, there needs to be a culture change. You were in a winning culture for so many years in Pittsburgh. What do you need to bring into this locker room to help change the culture? You know, like I say, it's the it's the leadership. It starts with the leadership, getting the players um, to to one star trust you. You know, they know who you are by by watching film and they heard about you, but they have to get to trust you. And, and it gets them to follow you to where that where you want to take this team. And I think that having me and Tup, that we can do that. Did you get a chance to talk to anybody from last year's team to get a sense of what it was like last year and, and, and where they were, just how much work you have to do coming in? No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I haven't talked, I haven't talked to anybody. You know, Lamar, your agent's one of my good friends, and I remember he had you on one of my shows years ago, and when you're coming out of Michigan, I can just tell you it's been great watching you grow as a player, and I can tell you that everybody here is very happy to have you with the Silver and Black. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm happy to be here, happy to bring something new to the table, and like I said, I, I want to get after some quarterbacks. Take so. care, Lamar. Thanks, Lamar. Lamar yeah, Woodley. This Saffold deal is a huge, huge pie in the face to Veggie Mac. I call him Veggie Mac because he doesn't seem to know much about anything, about maybe vegetables. You see him on uh, first take. Of course, you know him well, and he's kind enough to join us here on 95.7 The Game. And Stephen A., we appreciate it. We, we've been talking about, I don't know how, how much you've seen of it uh, this morning, uh, but the Raiders and Roger Saffold, and they signed him to a $21 million guarantee contract. The physical failed. The reports that, that it wasn't as simple as that. From your experience covering not just all sports, the NBA, how often does stuff like that happen where a team does a deal and then and then maybe regrets it? Well, in terms of them regretting it, it happens quite a bit. But, you know, in terms of guys not passing the physical or what have you, it's happened before, but it's not something that's a regular occurrence. But in the end, let's take into consideration that we're talking about the Oakland Raiders here, okay, uh, where nothing seems to go right with them. We understand that. They've got a whole bunch of cap room. Uh, some people would have thought they would have utilized it better on opening day, but you don't necessarily have to do that to have some degree of success because there are teams like Seattle who did it last year with Avril and Michael Bennett, along with others who have waited until past day one, exercising patience, and ended up finding themselves in a good situation. But the Raiders have a lot to prove. If you look at them, they're coming off of two consecutive 4-12 and 12 seasons. Uh, they've just been abysmal, to say the least. Um, they haven't been relevant since they got to the Super Bowl in 2002 against Tampa. We all know this. And as a result of that, um, it's just a sad situation. I'm just looking at their record right now, guys. 
2003 to now, 4-12, 5-11, 4-12, 2-14, 4-12, 5-11, 5-11, a decent 8-8 eight and eight season uh, in 2010, 8-8 eight and eight in 2011, and then consecutive 4-12 seasons. I mean, that's just abysmal, and the, and the great fans in the black hole and beyond out there in the Bay Area deserve a hell of a lot better than what they're getting. When you look at what I just read off to you involving the Oakland Raiders, you haven't even been relevant for the most part. I mean, the best you can do in the last 11 years is two eight and eight seasons. I just think that when you talk about the silver and black, when you talk about the history of the Oakland Raiders, uh, the days of Plunkett and Kenny Stabler before him and Jack Tatum and these boys and, and, to, and Art Shell and the list goes on and on, to go from that to what we've been witnessing, uh, we've got to give Reggie McKenzie a chance, make sure he can do what he, whatever it is that he's supposed to be there doing now that he's running the show. But at the same time, when you look at the talent, when you look at the coaching or what have you, from top to bottom, uh, the, the Oakland Raiders have been a complete and utter embarrassment. And to have the fan base that they have in there in that city to look as pathetic as they, as they have looked, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's, it's like, listen, you want the Raiders to be good. The Raiders being good is good for the NFL, who doesn't need much help to be good, but it definitely doesn't hurt. And unfortunately, you can't rely – on the Oakland Raiders to be that. If I were a former member of the Oakland Raiders, I'd be vomiting on a weekly basis with what I see from them. It's pathetic. I want to ask you about GM-owner relations in particular because if, in fact, as has been reported, Mark Davis, the owner, stepped in and said, we're not doing this deal after the GM and the agents had agreed to the deal, you know, you're saying, "Hey, give Reggie. We're going to wait and see what Reggie McKenzie can do." But it feels to me like once the owner steps in and does that and undercuts his GM, then then that might just be the the beginning of the inv- inevitable end. It, it, it could be. You can surmise that. You 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 can you can come up with that conclusion. But the flip side to it is that it's it's incumbent upon Reggie McKenzie to make sure that you discuss things with the owner before. Uh, doing deals. I mean, we all answer to somebody, and I don't know. Um, I don't know the nuances or the intricacies of, of what transpired, but I do know that everybody has a boss. And if you're going to do something and you're going to sign off on something, it's usually incumbent upon you to make sure that it's something that's okay with your boss before you do it. Stephen A. Smith. The great George Ackett said, and George, we, we like what he's done since that Saffold deal fell apart. Um, we've talked a lot about you know what the details are and exactly what happened. What's your sense? Is your sense that Reggie was allowed to make that decision on his own, or or do you think Mark Davis got got involved to the point that that, that maybe he influenced it? I, I think both, and and necessarily so. I mean, think about what you're talking about here. You're talking about the number one guy you targeted, which is good. But the guy's damaged, you know. You can't do anything if the guy can't pass the physical. There's a process that you go through when you target these guys first. Hey, you know, you find the ones you want. You try to secure them. But the biggest part of it is that they have to pass the physical in order to sign. And he didn't pass the physical. I mean, that's no fault of the Raiders. 
You know, the, a torn labrum is a torn labrum. And, you know, one doctor said, hey, you got to have an operation if you don't pass out physical. Then another doctor says you're okay. I think Mark did step in, and, and rightfully so, <clears throat> you know. I mean, uh, that's what he is. He's the owner, and he is his. It's definitely, you know, a decision that he should be a part of making. I mean, it's a, it's a crucial decision, you know, and you just got to be thought out. And I think he did express his opinion, but I think the final, the final decision was left up to Reggie. George, I think it's easy to sit here with our coffee in our hand on Friday, but looking back at what we know now. If they would have known that the extent of the injury, do you think they would have re or pushed harder to re-sign Jared Valdir? Uh possibly, possibly. I, I believe so. If they had found out earlier, for sure. And I mean, you know, unless unless it's shared with you through from the team that you're talking with or from the player, it's hard to tell until you take the physical. That's why they have that as a, as a process you have to go through. And definitely, I think they would have worked harder to sign Valdir if they knew uh, in advance that this kid had a torn labor. And those those injuries, think about it. Here you're talking about an offensive lineman. You're talking about a guy who has to punch and punch at defensive linemen that are coming at you constantly. A torn labrum can go out on you any time. And the only way you fix that is through operation. It doesn't get any better or anything. You've got to operate. And, I mean, you don't want to tie your money up in, in a player who may play for you may not. Do you think ultimately this could be a blessing in disguise and give an opportunity to Manalik Watson? You know how I look at this? You know how I look at this as a turning point for the Raiders? Because think about this. If they had taken this kid and not known, if he had passed the physical somehow with a torn labor, and he gets into the season, Right, and he goes down maybe two or three games into the season, and he misses the greater part of the season. Quite naturally, that's going to look even worse than what happened here. I don't understand what all the hoopla is about. The Raiders found out the kid couldn't didn't pass the physical, and they did what they needed to do. Any team would do that. If that was the New England Patriots, it would be a smart move on their behalf. If the Oakland Raiders, it's oh, it's, it's, it's the sky's falling. But I, you know, I think they, I think it's a turning point for them in the sense that, hey, you're doing your due diligence and you're making the right decisions for your team, and that's that's how you improve your team. You got to make informed decisions, and the informed decision for the Raiders was this kid had a torn labrum, and uh, he didn't pass the physical. So, you know, if it was any other team, it would be a smart move, but. Because it's the Raiders, and, and you know, we're going through transition. You're getting all this, oh, what a bad move. They should have known that. Come on. Some of the stuff I heard yesterday was sickening. <laughs> well, and we talked, yeah. yeah, and George, we talked a lot about it, and I think you're right about that, that first point you made, the idea that if it happens to the Patriots, it's different. Um, right. I, I think that's true, but I think part of that comes from, the the struggles that the Raiders have had over the years, if if the Raiders themselves had been winning for the last ten years, then I don't think this move for that organization would would look the same. Do you when you look at the things they're doing, is is there a perception within the league that you think they need to change? Perception of the Raiders, things that they need to change. The idea that within the league. Uh, they have to overpay for free agents right now has been something that that's been suggested. Do, do you think that's fair? You know, you want you you want the guys who want to play for you. 
You know, I mean, if a guy don't want to play for you and he's using leverage on you, why bring him in? You're not going to get the best out of him anyway. You want the guys who want to play for you. And, uh, you know, this team will be rebuilt. And uh, trust me, the, the draft choices out there, this is a deep draft that's helped this team turn around. And so far with the free agents that the Reds have brought in, I like, you know, Chuck uh, uh, is, is one you got to like, and you got to like Woodley with his motor. These guys will help that younger group develop. But you can't go out and overpay for a guy who don't want to play for you who's using you as a leverage, let him go somewhere else. You know, get the guys who want to play for you and focus on the guys who, who can help you and turn the program around that way. You know, and, and improvement starts with the first guy you get. And, and the first guy they, they signed uh, yesterday, I think, is definitely an improvement. This Saffold deal is a huge, huge pie in the face to Veggie Mac. His great eye for talent, you know, it's not there that I can see. Now, if you want want something, get Jared Allen. Put him on the line. That's a signing. Hell, he had more sacks than uh, DeMarcus Ware. But he sits on the couch. What about Michael Orr? What about any of the other top-tier players? You know, I know it's... It's tough, man, but after that second day, you can forget it. And all the bullshit about people not wanting to come to Oakland, well, you can see why. It's freaking bullshit. One one thing I'm kind of getting the hint just watching all these guys, Lamar Woodley, Justin Tuck, Jason Hatcher, are you know, obviously the Oakland Raiders, like you touched on, have all this money. They're leaving without contracts. It all, it almost seems like a lot of these free agents are using the Raiders just purely as leverage. They have no intention, as we well, stand today, to play in Oakland. Well, why would they? Why would they have the intention to play in Oakland? You want to go to the team that has the most money because you want, you're hoping that they'll make you an offer that will elevate your market value. But in the end, if you can get the best of both worlds, you're going to try to get your money and be in a winning situation. There is nobody with a brain that would look at the Oakland Raiders and say, that's, that's walking into a winning situation. Because there's nothing that they've done to show you that that's what they're doing. Now, again, I think Reggie McKenzie deserves, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say the benefit of the doubt, but he deserves a chance to do his job. We all understood that it was this free agent period we were waiting for when he first took over the job because you needed to cap space in order to be able to make a difference. But at the same time, you expect them to be ready to make that difference. You expect them to be ready to, to, to add quality additions to this franchise because when you're asking a fan base, particularly one as rabid, as infamous, or famous, whatever word you want to choose, as the black hole, you've got to give them something to cheer about. I'm not an Oakland Raiders fan, but I am a fan of the fans in the Golden State area, in Oakland, the black hole. I want to come out there. I'm looking forward to coming out there to, to watch the Golden State Warriors courtside because, to me, they're the best show in the NBA. I love it. You know, and when you have a fan base so so incredibly terrific, and this is what you give them as 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 a as a football team, it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. And I can't sit there and say Al Davis is rolling over in his grave, God rest his soul, because to some degree 
He initiated all of this with some of the decisions he was making. I mean, to have Jabba the Hunt, a.k.a. Jamarcus Russell, as the number one overall pick to bring him there to literally rob the organization of close to $40 million during his stint there is as egregious as it gets. It may be the biggest waste of a number one overall pick in the NFL in the modern era. So when you have that, Something needs to be said, and I, I assume that you guys are saying it, but since you caught me on the airwaves <laughs> to speak on it, I'm not going to hesitate to do so. It's embarrassing. He was sipping it's that scissor, Stephen A. And, and, and depressing. It's depressing. Boonery here. Never in history has a player been offered a contract and then refused because they failed the medical. Not in the NFL, anyway. And yet the Raiders again, not that I give a rat's ass, but we are the joke, the punchline. And that's Reggie's fucking job is to make sure that we do the right things, not for the press, but for the fans for crying out loud. People are flipped out. Yes, it's early. Yes, we have to have patience. I understand that. I understand that. You know, maybe it, this whole thing is something that's overblown. That's probably true because, well, we're the Raiders and we're supposed to be dysfunctional. That's what I'm hearing from everybody. No, we're not. We're supposed to be the new era Raiders. The guys that make good decisions, new good choices, and don't jack around. And that's all I've seen so far is a lot of jacking. Except for no jaw jack, and I haven't seen Reggie McKenzie on the hot seat. I would love for him to be there and have the press grill his goat smelling ass and ask him some serious questions. We got we got the Broncos with Demarcus Ware. They they made smart moves. I mean, I hate him. I hate him because their front office is better. And I hear this bullshit about, well, this is Reggie McKenzie's first real free agency period with his out his hand side. Well, suck that shit. That's bullshit. If this was going to be the case, they should never have hired this buffoon anyway. Holmgren, somebody with experience so we don't have to go through these learning experiences every freaking season. This guy is like Matt Millen in my eyes. And I think Mark Davis is getting a clue of it. I think that's why we didn't get this player. I'm not sure. There's a leak there in Alameda, which is another issue for me. It would have been better not to hear any of this horse crap about the owner not buying into this particular acquisition. Really? Really? Can't you just say we didn't like him or it didn't work out and then move on? I just see that there are players out there that we could have gotten at a decent price, but the truth would be nice. I would love, hey, if the players say, hell no, I don't want to go to Oakland, well, Reggie, say it. Well, they don't want to come here. We have to make it more attractive to them to have them come here. We have to do a better job. We have to get a quarterback. But now we can't get a quarterback because now we got to get an offensive tackle. Now we got to go out there and get somebody who's going to protect a quarterback before we get the passer or else we're going to end up with some guy with broken bones in his second season. Maybe his first. But, you know, to depend on Menelik Watson to be the left tackle, please. 
Really? I only hope that incognito gets on a plane and flies to Oakland. I hope Reggie is sucking the toe jam between his toes to get him to come here. That's what we need at left tackle. We need a guy that can pull, a guy that can push, bust open some lanes. I mean, this is what we need. We need the big boys. Lamar Woodley, Justin Tuck. For me, I mean, it's just the same old story, man. We sign worn players, and they either work out like Woodson did, but now they don't want to pay him. And let me don't get me started on a two-year deal because they're they're one-year deals, folks. That's bullshit. It's not a two-year deal. It's a one-year deal. And <laughs> because the next year they'll be restricted free agents, and Reggie could get out of the contract. This is just continuing to be that the whole signing of Woodley and Tuck was to save his goat smelling ass. I put money on it because people on the internet were flipping out about all this stuff. I don't know, man. I want to have patience just as much as the next person. And uh, maybe, maybe things will change. Maybe we'll see some miracles by the end of the week. Maybe I'll retract everything I said, but, man, it's a bad scene. I love the Raiders. I want them to be successful, but you cannot take four starters, Porter, Houston, Jennings, Valdir, and give them away and pick up two defensive guys and an offensive lineman and say we're good. It just doesn't make any sense. I, You know, I don't know, man. He's going to have to make something happen. But I, I'm flipped out. Um, things are still moving. Things are still... Hatcher is still in the building, I hope. Uh, but, you know, man, I'm not... <laughs> We're starting over. That's why I'm so freaking pissed off. We're starting over again. A bunch of new players. Bunch of two-year, one-year contracts. And here we go again. Will he let them go next season? Is that what we're looking at? Is he trying to hold on to this cap money and put out fictitious cap money? That's what that second year is. $22 million, $11 million. It's fictitious money, but it counts against the cap. Is he trying to save that for the next year? He must be. It's the only plan I can see. And the draft will either be the final nail in his coffin, as far as I'm concerned, or he better hit a flipping four-starter draft this year. I mean, four solid guys that come in and just make a difference. The only way we're going to win eight games, Reggie. Veggie Mac. Get your Veggie Matic. Rotate the blade, and the Veggie Matic chops a whole onion without shedding a tear. He'll come to your team. He'll slice and dice. Julian Carrots? No problem. He'll take a guts out of it. Stainless steel blades make clean up a snap. And then, yes, he'll spin around in circles. You can put him in the dishwasher, and he's cheap. Get Vegematic, the affordable food processor, now just $19.99 from KTEL. The Vegematic. That's about all, man. I'm just blown away. Everybody is just blown away. It's inept. More than anything else, it's embarrassing. And I really, (laughs) 
I I got to do my best just to keep my cool. I'm trying to. Let's hope for the best because you've already seen the worst. Get the damn buffoon out of the building if he cannot perform. Mark Davis, I'm not kidding, partner. That is all I have got to say about that. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 1-800-620-7181 Roll the nation a bone, throw me a bone, get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes. And here they are from the nation to your station. Before I move on to the bone line, I'm sure you've noticed the voice has changed. The recording has changed because I'm at work. I had to finish this show at Station 7, Berkeley Fire. This is a very emotional time for the Raider Nation. There's a lot of things that have been going on, and yes, it's under my skin. A lot of fans versus fans here. It's not our place. We have to be able to disagree, and we have to be able to come together as a Raider Nation and realize that we're powerless to change the things that have occurred And we must look forward to positive changes and hope that Reggie McKenzie or Veggie Mac gets it together so by the time camp comes, we have a product we can be proud of and a season we can look forward to. So, without further ado, let us hit my favorite part of the show, The Bone Line. Our next caller, the Pennsylvania Reader. What's happening, brother? Hey, what up, nation? It's the Pennsylvania Raider calling here on a sad day. Uh, a good friend of mine, he calls the podcast a lot. His name is Raider Chris. Uh, he uh, lost his mother to battle of, well, after a long, courageous battle with pancreatic cancer. Um, so just sending my love and my prayers out to Raider Chris and his family. Uh, God bless, buddy. You know, she's in a better place. So that's all I got to say. Peace out. Well, our most sincere, man, unbelievable condolences to Raider Chris. Um, it is tough to lose a parent and a mother, especially. Uh, my heart goes out to you, brother. Gives us a little uh, perspective on this whole free agency Raider Nation thing, now doesn't it? Let's snap ourselves out of the, you know, the Raider situation for a second and consider this. There are more things in this world that are going on besides free agency, and it's a it's a stark reminder of that. God bless you and your family, brother. And our next caller is Raider Nation Joe up in the house. What's going on, Joe? 
What up? This is Raider Nation Joe, first time caller last week, and now I am graced enough to call a second time. I would like to make three points, or at least inquire about them. The first one being Coliseum City. I'm hearing news about this, uh, the smallest NFL stadium, and uh, combine, uh, you know, having the Golden State Warriors next to it, the Oakland A's play next to it. It sounds kind of like a stretch, and it sounds kind of like the Oakland Raiders are going to have to hope for someone like uh, someone similar to the guy that came in and saved the Sacramento Kings, Vivek Ranadive. They'll need some kind of miracle, it sounds like. But hopefully they can get a deal done to stay in Oakland where they belong. Secondly, the re-signing of Khalif Barnes, I don't like that move so much because as everyone in Raider Nation knows, he is a penalty machine. He... Uh, I don't even want to get into that. But anyways, I believe that the only reason why they would re-sign him is because a big issue for the team as a whole last year was depth. So maybe they sign him as a third-string type of guy, a camp guy, who knows. And anyways, the third thing I wanted to cover would be the draft. I'm thinking maybe they trade down. And what about this idea? What if instead of the quarterback that everyone's talking about or or defense or anything like that, what if they go and draft the top offensive linemen? Think about that because there have been quarterbacks who would be average on any other team, go on to win a Super Bowl because they have a good offensive line. Let's think. Uh, Trent Dilfer? I mean, come on. There's nothing special with that guy. He must have had, you know, the Great Wall of China in front of him or something. I don't know. So what if they go that route so then they can prolong their quarterback issue longer and settle it later and get by with someone right now? Anyways, I've been talking too long. Y'all have a good one. Go Raiders. Just win, baby. It's funny you should bring up Coliseum City. That's kind of a sore point for me. Mayor Jean Kwan is more concerned with her re-election at this point than anything else. Uh, that's Oakland's dysfunctional, and I don't even want to go anywhere near that. The investors, she said, were in the wings are, I don't know, they must have lost their wings. And Khalif Barnes, <laughs> I shouldn't even have to say anything. The draft, I think we should trade down and get as many players as we can, the best players possible. But Reggie's drafts have pretty much sucked since he's been here, so we got to hope for a miracle. So let's hope that he finally figured it out and drafts well this year because that's what we're going to need to win eight games, brother. Thanks for the call, Joe. Next, we have Raiders Slim up in the house. What's going on, man? What's up, Raider Nation? Um, I'm just sitting here reading over some things. This is Raider Slim, by the way. I'm kind of trying to figure out why the fuck we ain't signed Houston yet. You know what? I know he's probably not the greatest defensive end out there, but he could become 
my thoughts are find Valdir, find Houston, get uh, was it Woodson, keep Jennings, draft Clowney, and then we pick up Carr, and hopefully, hopefully, the Shab's out there, pick him up to teach teach Carr how to play the damn game. I'm telling you, this is it's a win situation right there. We got Clowney and Houston on either side. We're gonna dominate. We're gonna dominate offensive lines, and we're gonna kick the shit out of everybody. Maybe even fucking put a little Manning out on his ass. But I don't know. Just my thought. Hopefully, we do something good. Get your ass moving, Mackenzie. Love the Raiders. See y'all. Bye. Well, Lamar Houston would have been a very good defensive end if he'd have had anybody on the other side to help him. He's been grossly underestimated, I believe. But now he's gone, so what the hell? Why We don't even need to talk about it anymore. We're moving on. We've uh, signed a couple of old guys, and hopefully they can play for this year and bring us to an eight-win season because I think that's their job. And next to call, we've all been waiting for, at least I have been anyway, my very good friend, the guy with wisdom, that is, Money Man has spoken, Radar. What is going on, my brother? Yeah, it's Money Man has spoken, Radar. Well... Free agency is about to be a bonus. The, the tag deadline has came and gone, and I see that we don't went out and got two promising linemen. Lamar made it, and Quiz Khalif Vaughn. That's just great, really. Keep, keep them, keep them, keep, keep players like that, and see where we end up at. Where we at right now at the goddamn bottom. And I hear everybody talking about we shouldn't have tagged Lamar. We shouldn't have tagged Valdir. Nothing like, you out of your goddamn mind? Hell yeah, we should have tagged one of them and overpaid the other one to keep them here. Because if we don't, who going to come here? Nobody. Everybody's in there talking about, oh, we got $70 million coming in, man. We good to go. Bull fucking shit, we not. I've been telling y'all alone, don't nobody want to come to this sewer field, run down ass, broke down ass stadium? When you got a biased ass head coach here that's setting his quarterback up to fail? You got a dumb ass GM that don't know how to fucking draft? Who want to come to that bullshit? Nobody. And, see, like I said, you should have fired Dennis Allen. See, if you had fired Dennis Allen and hired a coach like Seattle's offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, then look what you could have had coming in. You would have had promise. People would have looked at, hey, that's a Super Bowl winning coach. We want to play for him. Instead of Dennis Allen, all the eight wins in two years? Ha! 
Who the fuck want to come play for that shit? Now look at us. All this fucking money for nothing. Just watch and see. Don't be surprised if Verde bounce. I'm quite sure Houston going to bounce because he wants structure. Ain't no goddamn structure here. Only thing here is dysfunction. Yeah, I said it. Now, I've been trying to tell you. Now, let's see. Only thing we can do is hope and pray now that Verde decide to sign him. We'll be lucky if he do, because once he get out there to free agency and see what he got in front of him, as opposed to winning maybe one game a goddamn month, his ass out of here. He's going to say, fuck that. I can get paid somewhere else and have a chance to win. Why come to this bullshit? Stay here. Smell a goddamn sore every goddamn Sunday. Hell no, fuck that, I'm out. And I'm saying that, Raider Nation, I'm out. And there it is, the wisdom we all knew was there. And here's Money Man talking about it before all this other garbage came down. I can't imagine how pissed off he is now. You said it straight, man. This is exactly what you said. And it's just getting worse from here. We got a bunch of money and nobody to give it to. Reggie McKenzie's just sitting on it. Well, here we are. I don't know where we go from here, but it certainly isn't up. Thank you for the call, brother. And my very favorite guy right here, the guy with passion, I'm telling you, Raider Grant, what is up, man? I can't tell you, but you tell me. Hey, what up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy? Raider Nation? This is Raider Grant up here in the 503 Great Northwest. Uh, it's not even uh, 2 o'clock, and I'm already sick to my stomach. Uh, looks like we lost Valdir. Uh, signed, signed the dude from the Rams who's older, has injury-prone problems. Uh, apparently going to sign uh, Nick Fragile again. Don't understand any of it, but anywho, uh I'll just wait till the process plays out. Uh, it's coming to fruition that we have an inexperienced general manager and an, and an experienced coach as well. Hopefully this is their last year. Uh, we need to see some big moves, some jaw-dropping moves. Even our uh, only pro bowler, Marcel Reese, called for some really good moves to be made by Reggie McKenzie, some Raider-ass moves. And guess what, man? <laughs> there ain't no Raider-ass moves being made. McGinger's a bust, McFragile's a bust, Dennis Allen's a bust, and unfortunately, again, this year's going to be a bust. Uh, I hope something happens, and I'm wrong. I really do. I'm a Raider fan for life, and it just sucks getting kicked in the chunk every time you turn around. It really does. I love my boys. I love Raider Nation, but... Dude, it just get fed up with the idiocracy that uh, keeps on happening with our franchise and the stupid-ass moves that keep happening. Uh, other than that, this is Raider Grant, and I'm out. i got my fingers crossed. Something else is going to pan out. But other than that, I'm sure that uh, there's plenty of other fans out there that feel the same way. Uh, there's no defending Reggie McKenzie or, or the moves being made. Uh, wow. Other than that, I'm out. It's funny because that Saffold deal fell through and it's egg on our face along with, well, the rest of the buffoonery, my man. Listen, 
There's nothing that's positive so far. And this is day three. Uh, nothing's happened, man. It's three days later. We still got nothing. Well, we got Woodley. We got, we got, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't even say it. Unfreaking believable. Hold on, man. There's nothing we can do except for complain to each other. And our next caller, the 360 Raider. Listen, this guy's usually calm, but <laughs> I'll let him speak for himself. Raider Greg, what's up, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is the 360 Raider checking in from Bellingham, Washington. It's uh, March 11th, first day of free agency, and I might go on a rant here, and I apologize in advance. But what the fuck is going on? Lamar Houston walks, goes to Chicago. Valdir walks, goes to Arizona. Rashad Jennings walks and goes to goes to the Giants. We keep McFadden for a year? For like five games? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand this. Is, is Reggie McKenzie throwing his job out the window on purpose. If that's the case, he can just leave. You know what? Fucking just go away. Just leave. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. It's bullshit. Unacceptable. Probably the best lineman we, we have on the offense and the best defensive lineman we have, both gone. Both gone. First day of free agency, gone. What the fuck? I don't get what I don't get what Reggie McKenzie's doing. These moves make no sense. None. I don't know what I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know who he's gonna bring in. Uh we got this uh we got this guy that was a, a scrub on St. Louis. St. Louis is all line. We brought him in. Sofitel or whatever the fuck his name is. We brought that guy in. Um I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck these guys are doing. Uh, I think uh, I think Reggie's just. I think he's just hanging it up. I think he's throwing it away, saying "fuck it, I'm done." Here you go. Here you go, Rain Nation. Here's a big fuck you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Absolutely outrageous. What the hell is going on there? I can't believe that uh, we don't have we don't have. Uh, you know, we don't have Valdir. We don't have Houston. Jennings. You know, and we still got D-Mac after all of this. You know, everybody was saying that D-Mac was going to be gone at the end of last year. It was like, the guy was playing his last game as a Raider, and all of a sudden he's still around? What the fuck? I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, then, you know quarterback, they're thinking about Schaub, like Schaub's the guy, or you know, they the bring in that, that nut, nut job, Josh Freeman. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do quarterback. That quarterback. Uh, whoever is going to – whoever is behind center is going to get killed. I don't care if you put fucking Tom Brady back there. He's going to get killed. Uh, don't have a good O-line. I hope that uh, we trade that number five and we get some more picks. Uh, we're going to have to do this the uh, – we're going to have to do this the, the old-fashioned way and build it through the draft because uh, 
you know, we, we fucked this up in, in free agency. Should have locked down uh, Valdez, should have locked down Houston, uh, should have locked down Jennings. I mean, th- those deals should have been done before free agency. They shouldn't have even, they shouldn't have even hit the market. When, uh, when the Raiders decided not to use the tag, you know, I, I was like, fuck, this isn't going to be good. This is going to be really bad. And, well, there we go. It's going to be another, uh, it's going to be another long year. I guess it's only 10, 10 months waiting until, uh, this regime's gone because that's, uh, that's gonna, that's what's gonna happen. I don't know what, I don't know what 2014's gonna look like. I, we'll be lucky to get, you know, three or four wins and, and that's even stretching it, you know, based on the, uh, based on what opponents we've got and the strength of schedule. You know, the NFL decided, oh, we'll just give these guys the hardest schedule. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, doesn't look good. But I'm always going to be a Raider. Always going to be a Raider. Always going to be Raider Nation. I love my team. I just, I hate these fucking decisions that they've made. This is just terrible. It's unacceptable. The fans deserve better than that. We deserve way better than that. We're, we've been long overdue. Way overdue. So I don't know. I hope uh, I hope they make some good moves. I hope they they don't fuck the draft up. I I don't see that not happening. I I see them uh, messing this one up. So you know they've already uh, messed up the first day of free agency. So I don't think the draft could be much better. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's it, man. I'm just fucking. I'm lit up. I'm lit up about this bunch of bullshit. Can't believe that this is going down this way. But uh, like I said, I'm always Raider Nation. I always love my team. Uh, love the love the podcast. Love the Raider Nation. And you know, hopefully uh, we we get out of this thing not beat up too bad. All right, Raider Nation, I'm out. I think we all feel your pain. The I don't knows are way more than the I knows. Uh, Darren McFadden <laughs> taking up a roster spot that he'll sit on the bench most of the of the of the doggone season, and his whopping three yards per carry last year. Boy, that would make me want to bring him back. I don't know what the solution is, man. I just know, like I said, man, if it walks like a duck, smells like a duck, looks like a duck, whatever, you know, it's not a, an eagle, that's for sure. Hang in there, brother. We got nothing we can do but vent to each other. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller just has a comment. He says it a few times, but I think you will get the gist of what he's saying. Whoever this is, I love it. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. 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 And that's all he has to say about free agency. <laughs> And next, we have my good brother, Raider T-Bone, in the house. What's happening, man? What's up, Raider Greg? What's up, Raider Randy? What's up, Raider Nation? I'm sitting here, man. It's March 11th. I know it's the eve of free agency, but I don't know what the fuck Reggie McKenzie is fucking doing. Didn't throw a franchise tag on any fucking buddy, not Veldeer, not fucking Houston, 
Now those two guys are gone, and we found this fucking Stolfold. What I don't even know what the fuck his name is. For more money than what the fucking what Del Deere signed with the fucking Cardinals. What the fuck is going on? It's like bizarro world. I don't know what the fuck his plan is, but to be fired because you know what? If he keeps this shit up, and I can already see his draft choices, he he's not going to do anything remotely close to what I wanted to do or what the nation wanted to do. I'm confused, Greg. I hope you can help me the fuck out. You know, this is Raider T-Bone up here. I, I, I just don't get it, dog. I, I don't know where he's fucking headed. Yeah, he's, the only good fucking sign we had was Marcel Reese. Actually, I, I take that back. It wasn't even Reese. Reese. Reese is a solid player. Let's keep him, obviously. He's from my neck of the woods up here in the UW territory, University of Washington. Taiwan Jones, okay. Khalif Barnes, what the fuck are you smoking? I, I Really? But okay, you want to spend money that way on the cheap? Whatever. But he can't continue to keep this fucking on the cheap, on the cheap, on the cheap. We have to get shit rolling. We got to get some fucking names in here. And he's doing shit. This guy, I don't, another 4-12 and 12 season? Might as well fucking be. Why not fire his ass? Because I don't see shit happening. I know it's early. I know it's early, but this shit is making me sick. Everybody else is making moves, but us, but us, Greg. Uh, I'm just frustrated, dog. And I know, like the rest of the nation, we're all frustrated. But you know what? I was expecting to see some shit pop off. We got all the money in the fucking world, and this guy's doing this shit. All right. Well, you know I'm gonna hit you back here soon. But uh, hey. As always, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, and the Raider Nation, you guys stay up. I'm out. T-Bone, representing for life, Raider Nation. I'm out. Well, you've probably said just about everything everyone else is going to say on the show. For sure, me. I don't know what he's doing, man. I really don't know. I hope he knows, but I don't think so. Thanks for the call, brother. I know it's frustrating. And next we have R.J. Raider, man, and he's a little pissed. What's happening, bro? Raider Greg, this is R.J. Raider R.J. from East Whittier calling on, on this day to find out that the Raiders have already blown all their allotted money on two offensive lines. They paid over seven million dollars more in guaranteeing than those these other two linemen that the Rams have. This is unbelievable. I just can't can't see this. No major impact player whatsoever has been signed so far. This is totally ridiculous, man. They better start winning because they have no more excuse. This is all on Reggie and DA. Reggie, this is your call, buddy. You better get your shit together because you haven't shown any major impact signing. We let uh Demarcus Ware slipped by. If you're going to let one go like Houston, which we should have signed, get somebody to replace them. Nobody replaced them. Right away, we didn't get shit. I didn't see anything being done. We let, uh, the uh, uh, what's his name, Van Deers, we let him go. He's gone. So you go and spend more money bringing this guy in from the Rams. Let me tell you, I don't understand. Why didn't you just keep him paying the same amount of money? I'm sure he would have took them and loved to 
you know, been on the offensive line and build the continuity, the consistency that we need in this line, man. You're going around now doing a patch job, man. The whole thing, this whole debacle of destruction of bringing everybody down and replacing them has not worked for these two last years. The record has proved it. We have totally, totally went into reverse. I'm sorry. You know what? This guy needs to go. We need to go back to the old way. Al Davis is just fucking jumping up and down in his coffin. He wants to get the fuck back out of here because he wants to take it by the horn. And you know what? He would have never let this happen. Never, never. Mark Davis, throw some fucking balls, man. Fire this guy. Fire him. Everybody. The whole staff. Fire him. And start over fresh with somebody in-house. That's what I'm saying. Go in-house. Anyway, Raider Bay, I'm sorry, man. I'm just so fucking pissed off, man. I don't even want to see the start of the season coming up. I hate, would hate to see another freaking 4-12 and 12 or worse because I don't see any major impact player coming in here and really getting these Raiders fired up. But look, who are we going to have to draw? Who are we going to go see? Who's your major draw, Mark Davis? Who is the Raider, uh, Raider Nation going to pay money to come and see? Who? Tell me. Get rid of Reggie, get rid of the the whole staff, and let's start over new. I know it's hard, but you know what? Sometimes maybe a major shakeup like this needs to be done. Obviously, to me, Reggie is not the man that uh, Mr. Davis thought he was. So please, please, get somebody in-house, all right? Raider Greg, hey, I'll call you back on draft day. Let's see what the knucklehead buffoonery will do this time, man. I'm out of here. I got to go smoke a bowl late. Well, they did sign impact players. They sent Justin Tuck, an old guy, beat up, <laughs> old beat up defensive end, and Lamar Woodley, a beat up old uh, linebacker that, you know, they're coming to the end of their career, probably their last contract, ending up here in Oakland, just like so many have. I mean, uh, it, the list goes on and on of players that come here for the last paycheck. And that's exactly what I see in this situation. And next we have the Desert Raider, a.k.a. Raider Sid. What's happening, man? <laughs> Let's hear what you got to say. What up, Raider Nation? Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. What the fuck did we fucking do? I thought the first priority was to fucking try to keep Valdir, Houston, and Jennings if they were at reasonable prices, you know. And uh, next thing you know, they're fucking all shipped out somewhere else. And they went at fucking cheap prices, $7 million a year for both uh, Valdir in Houston, and then we end up getting a guard trans- that transforms into a tackle for like $7.5 million a year for five years. What the fuck? So now we have all these major holes in our offense and defense, and now we have even more holes. We don't even have holes. We just have one big, giant fucking hole on offense and on defense, and it's the whole fucking team. Fuck. And I, I know it's going to happen. They're going to panic, and they're going to start getting these high-profile players that are on the way fucking out, and they're not going to perform. And I'm not even looking forward to the draft because I know they're going to pick some fucked up. They're going to pick up uh, 
a linebacker and we're full linebackers. Or they're going to pick a friggin' receiver and we don't have an offensive line. We're going to pick a cornerback and we don't have a defensive line. We've got to fucking do the trenches first, man. I don't give a shit how good the back end of your, your defense is. If your defensive line sucks, your D-backs are going to suck. That's just the way it is. And I don't give a shit about your quarterback and your receivers. If your offensive line sucks, they're going to suck. So you got to fucking solidify that. Ah, oh, fuck. You know what? This better fucking work. Maybe McKenzie knew something that these guys didn't want to play for us or something. I don't know. But if they do not fucking perform and they don't fucking at least get to 8-8, eight and eight, fire the fucking lot of them. That's it. Get them the fuck out of there. And you know what? Whose fault this is? This is fucking Mark Davis for interviewing one fucking person. Come on, dude. Shit. You better hope this fucking works out. Because if it doesn't work out, I'm going to say, you know what? Sell the fucking team. Sell it to someone who knows what the fuck's going on. So pissed off. I was looking forward to the draft, and I just know we're going to fuck that up, too. I'm sick and tired of this shit. All right. Let's go, Raiders. Let's kick some fucking ass. Son of a bitch. Okay, Raider Nation. This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. Desert Raider, out. Well, Raider Sid, it's funny you should say that we're going to pick up a bunch of has-beens and try to make it look good, and that's exactly what happened after your phone call. You didn't call after the fact that we got Woodley and we got uh, Tuck. (laughs) You called beforehand and said exactly what we all are afraid of. Reggie McKenzie is picking up anybody with a name trying to get a bunch of guys on here to try to squeeze out an 8-8 eight and eight season so he can shit-can them next year. This is not building a franchise. This is buffoonery, man. You know it, and I know it. The only person that doesn't know it is Mark Davis. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is L.D. Raider. And he's got something to say, and... I think you should listen. Hey, Raider Greg. This is LV Raider calling. Hey, man, I'm calling for a moratorium on the Raider hate from the Raider Nation. I don't know, man. I thought ESPN was bad, bad mouthing us all the time. But uh, I listen to satellite radio every day, and all I hear is Raider fans coming on, bashing the Raiders, bashing McKenzie. You know, it's, it's just out of control. We want other people to respect us, but we're the worst ones out there. We need to just get off of the team and let Reggie do his thing. If we want to bash the Raiders, come on the bone line, and we'll bash the Raiders together. But stay off national radio and national TV, tearing down our team. You know, we have enough people laughing at us, and then here we are adding to the fire. You know, enough. That's all I got. War Raider Nation, out. I got to agree that going on, you know, <laughs> news and uh, and bashing the Raiders, I don't know, man. I, I got a mixed feeling about that. I think the Raider Nation has had so much patience and been very patient with this process. This is the third year, bro. Third year of promises, the deconstruction, reconstruction, blowing smoke up our ass. People are pissed, bro. People are pissed because it's a bullshit situation. And you know that too. I can tell by your voice. 
It does suck. The worst thing I think than that is that we're we're eating each other. Some guys are pissed that you know we're we're against the Raiders. You're not a true Raider fan. That's some bullshit. Everybody on either side of this thing is a Raider fan. The passion and the anger and and the frustration is just coming to a head, bro. You cannot hide it. You can't stick it underneath the table. It's like the sun, man. People are pissed. And there's not much you can do about it. And the people who believe in this in this moron, well, they're going to have to see a third season, another bunch of buffoonery. Dude, wait for the draft. I can hardly freaking wait. I agree, man. I appreciate you, too, because you come in with some sound wisdom, but you got to understand the frustration is an all-time high. <laughs> Brother, we all just have to wait and see. Good advice for Mark Davis, however. Thanks for the call. Our next caller is Raider Lou, man. What is happening, bro? How you doing? Tell us. Shit the fucking bed. Shit the fucking bed is what the fucking Raider organization or the Raider fucking management did today. Oh my God! What up, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Loon from Metal Central California. I'm just done, man. I'm I'm done, dude. Right? You fucking let Valdir go. Okay, that hurts. You let Houston go. Oh my God, it hurts even more, right? Do you expect big things in return for letting go two good players, man? And what the fuck do we get? Saffold? A guy who fucking, you know what, that's the best thing in this guy's but shit. Anyways, this goes to show you the fucking buffoonery. Sorry, Red Greg, for stealing your fucking, you know, your vernacular, but fuck the buffoonery that Reggie McKenzie has showed. I mean, he pays this guy more money than what Valdir is getting, and the motherfucker fails his physical. Like I said, it might be a blessing in disguise because all that guaranteed money and fuck, man, for a guy that's been fucking more injured than he's played. Another fucking McFadden is that this guy plays an integral part of the line? Oh, man. I, I got one foot out the door. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't call me a fucking Fairweather fan and that bullshit, right? I'm just trying to... I'm fucking... I'm over it, man. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life fucking, like, another 10 years hoping the Raiders are going to be good again. I'm not I'm fucking... I don't got time for that shit. I'm overreacting a little bit. I mean, it's really the second day of free agency, whatever, but fuck, man. Reggie McKenzie, you haven't shown me shit. You haven't shown me a damn thing you can't draft. So I figured fucking free agency was going to be your thing, and you fucked it all up. All the good fucking guys are gone. Yeah, you got to overpay for fucking talent, especially if you want to come to a fucking losing team for the past decade. I got fucking five bucks in my pocket. doesn't mean I'm going to spend it. Man, fuck you. Spend the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Or kick this motherfucker out. I just, I, I need some help, brother, man. I need help understanding what's going on. I need your help fucking to tell me what you've heard. I need someone else other than this bullshit I've been hearing. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, man. I just flipped out right now. We fucking severely fucked up.
And um, I'm ready to fucking join Lamar Houston and just start rooting for the fucking Bears, man, because this team is just too fucking much. We'll see. We'll see. We got fucking the rest of the week. We still got the fucking drafts, man. I got my fucking glimmer of hope is fucking fading. Help me out here, Raider Craig. This is Raider Loon. I'm out. Well, I think we shit the bed. Says it all. Uh, You know what? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that we blew this one. I appreciate the call and the passion, man. I know we're all bummed. Maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel, and perhaps it's not a train. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller, my very good brother, Obi-Wan Rita. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider here calling me from Houston, Texas. All right, Raider Greg. I was ready to jump off the fucking cliff yesterday. Let me make sure I'm fucking recapping this right. Sorry for all the F-bombs, but this shit just pissed me off. We let Valdir go. We could have had him for $7 million less than this overweight, physical failing prick, Roger Saffold, that we fucking signed. But wait, we didn't sign him because he failed the fucking physical. Really, McKenzie? This is what Raider Nation has waited two fucking years for, to have all this money and then get fucking ass-reamed out of free agency? Are you serious? You need to stay under Oakland Alameda Plaza because if you're caught in the streets, someone is going to blow your fucking head off. I'm sorry, Raider Greg, it's a little graphic, it's a little intense, but this is bullshit. I've been a diehard fan since 79, and Grandpa took me my first fucking game, and Raider fans deserve more. We have more prestige, more truer fans than any other fucking team out there, and we deserve an ownership base and someone in charge who knows what the fuck they're doing. Bring Chucky back, bring Bruce Allen back, fucking Mark Davis you need to have your head fucking examined if you think this guy is fucking leading us to the promised land. Obi-Wan Raider, out. Well, you pretty much summed it up. Uh, you know, a lot of Raider fans getting pissed at me for you're jumping ship, you're a hater. Have patience. We've had patience. We've had enough patience. Two years of breaking down leads to this. We were in cap hell until now, and it leads to this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, partner. Thanks for the call, man. Here is a little more subdued Maddie Raider. <laughs> I'm still feeling this way, partner. What you got? Hey, what's up? It's Maddie Raider, Albany, New York. Is it hard being a fan of this team or what, man? I'm calling in about free agency. Let me try to keep this call rational. Um, I've thought about this. It's day three of free agency here, um, Thursday, as I'm calling. So let's top it off. We have our three best, arguably our three best players, Jared Valdir, uh, Jennings, and Lamar Houston. They're gone. So, all right. Uh, I don't know how you let your left tackle go, but there's reports that Valdir left more money on the table from Reggie to go to Arizona. If that's the case... Who cares? He's gone, so be it. Um, if he really didn't want to be here, the word is, I guess, that that's the reason he didn't want to be tagged because he's already 
planning to pack his bags, but that remains to be seen. Um, the troubling thing I have is letting Lamar Houston go. He was a captain of our defense, and uh, he's a good young player, and I think he just needed to get another guy on the edge, um, and you could see him uh, really flourish. I think he's going to flourish in Chicago um, because they're going to have uh, another end um, to take the pressure off of him, um, unlike here. But uh, Jennings, I think he got paid too much by the Giants. I mean, he was a backup. He performed well. Uh, he's always a classy guy, so I do wish him well. But um, you got to be honest. Nobody really wants to play here, guys. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. you Reggie's going to probably have to pay a little bit more to get guys to come here because where would you ra- rather play, Oakland or uh, New England, Denver? The list goes on. But um, here we sit. It's day three, and uh, the Saffold deal fell through, which shows our buffoonery and uh, also is maybe the silver lining in the cloud because uh, that was a ridiculous contract, and he was a guy who struggled through injuries, but it's just uh, I'm just shaking my head. The one good thing is that we did sign the right tackle, Austin Howard, from the Jets. This guy is a player. Um, he is a really underrated player. He only gave up like two sacks the past two seasons for the Jets. And uh, checking over like the Jets blogs, they are like upset. He, he's a good player. I mean, to get a team starting right tackle, uh, young, healthy, uh, is a good thing. And then I, I really don't have a problem with McFadden coming back for a year. If you look at his base salary, it's peanuts, and it's all incentive-based. So, you know, what are we going to do? Jennings is gone, so let's do it. I'd like to see Reese get the ball more anyway. So um, I think free agency has been a disaster so far, though, um, with the money we had. I mean, how come you couldn't go after a guy like uh, Werner, that corner? Um I don't know, um, Darren Sproles, even Revis. I mean, we we got to have – I, I don't even know if this, this uh, team gives a shit about the fans, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't know. We don't have a face of our franchise. Uh, I think that from the top down, Mark Davis and the coaches are completely over their head. Um, with that said, I, I think Mark Davis just needs to call Magic Johnson, ask him, uh, hey, what will you give me for this team? Um Magic's a kind of shrewd businessman, smart guy. Um, and if the team moves to L.A., so be it. But this buffoonery needs to end. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. We're better than this. And I'm, I'm just so frustrated, man. It's just, ugh. You know, and one last thing. Um, if everybody could, well, not everybody, but if some people could get on the podcast forum, it would be great. We used to have a lot of people on there. It would be great to throw that stuff around, especially free agency. Um so if you got some time, log on and get on there. All right. Thanks for everything, guys. Ugh, I'll talk to you later. Okay, so we all signed Austin Howard. I think that's probably the only good news in free agency as far as I can see. Listen, man, <laughs> this cat, Reggie McKenzie, is so far over his head that it, it's not even funny. He's not prepared for free agency. He has $56 million still that he needs to spend. And now there's nobody left to spend it on. And nobody wants to come here because of the kind of crap that he's pulled on Saffold. And who would want to come in here and play? You got Reggie McKenzie saying he loves Houston. He's gone. 
Oh, I'd love to keep Valier. He's gone. He's a liar. And he's a buffoon. I'm sorry, man. But I'm not buying Reggie McKenzie's program. Not unless... I'll eat it. If he changes it, I'll eat it. But I don't see it. So, so be it. I appreciate the call, my brother. And our first positive caller of the show... Maddie Raider, what is up, man? Sounds like you're happy. What's happening? Hey, it's Maddie Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, I just called in this morning to bitch. Justin Tuck is a Raider. Dude, Reggie, I don't know whether to fucking show you the door or give you a hug, man. Fucking awesome signing. Two year, 11 million. Great signing. Great veteran. Great fucking leader. Now let's get another guy on the edge and let's go Raiders. Well, Justin Tuck did get signed to actually a one-year deal. It says two, but it's one. Good player, old player, used player, and he won't be around here to taste the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. I'm not real. I'm not excited about it. It's kind of a yawn fest to me. Big deal. Reggie's going to try to put together a team so that he can save his ass at the end of the year has nothing to do with building a franchise. Reggie's a buffoon, man. That's all I got to say. My very good friend, Juan Jorge, a.k.a. The Bandito. What is up, man? Tell us. Hey, what's up, Raider Greg? This is Bandito calling in. It's been a while since I called in. I thought, what better time to do it? than when Raider Nation has been spitting out of control. Well, I admit, losing Valdir and Houston right off the bat when free agency started, it kind of sung a little bit, and I don't, I had no idea, unlike like others, what direction the Raiders were going in. I, I had no idea, and I, I was scratching my head just like everybody else was. But some just said, you know what? Remain calm. There is a plan in place. I do not think Valdir nor Houston deserved the franchise tag. That was too much money, which is the reason they didn't get it. Valdir was offered a contract. As was Houston, they decided not to take it. They decided to take more money. So, you know, we wanted them back, but didn't get them back. Now, to say the contract they were offered should have been more, whatever. Uh, the Saffold deal, I think it's better that we got rid of them now before um, we started, you know, regretting it two, three, four, five, six games into the season. So, yeah, it sucked, but you know what? Um, It is what it is on that end. Um, It's time to move move on. Now, with the recent signings, most people like them. I know know you always comment on my post on Facebook, and, uh, you know, it's different to get your input and your side of how you view things, but... Relax. <laughs> Reggie has this. Let me explain something to you. He wants to build through the draft. That's obvious. Uh, at least it is to me. A good team is built through the draft. Now you say, well, why are we getting guys that are 29, 30 years old? Because they have winning experience. Justin Tuck is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Lamar Woodley, he's a one-time Super Bowl champion. Terrell Brown, Terrell Brown, from the San Francisco 49ers. He just went to three NFC championships, and he went to one Super Bowl. These guys know how to win. They know what it takes. Antonio Smith, 
He's a regular in the playoffs with the Texans. He was a captain. These guys know what it takes. They know the ins and the outs of what it takes to get to the playoffs and and to win on a consistent basis. Now, we have eight draft picks. Uh, those draft picks are very, very crucial. And uh, any defensive players we draft, these guys that we just signed on the defense side of the football, these veteran guys, what better way than to have these guys learn from them? DJ Hayden, what better way for him to learn from from a guy like uh, Terrell Brown, from a guy like Tuck, from a guy like Woodley, guys that have been there? If if I was Woodley or, or Tuck, the first team meeting, wherever it is, if it's a team facility or, or wherever, I would bring their Super Bowl rings and show them to everybody. Show them what the goal is because not many people understand, even though uh, because of the whole business aspect of the NFL. I'm not worried. Reggie McKenzie has a plan, and he's going to run his plan regardless if you like it, regardless if I like it, regardless if anybody likes it. The media has been spinning against the Raiders this whole time. The Raiders can be the cure for, for cancer. They'll still find a reason to hate us. That's just the way it is. You know that's the way it is, Greg. So I, I, I'm not worried. I, I, he has a plan. We have eight draft picks. Um, yes, we do need a quarterback. We're going to bring a veteran quarterback in, whether it's Vic Schaub, whoever. Um, he also plans on drafting somebody. So I, I think we'll be okay. Menelik Watson, a, a left tackle, I don't know. Um, they're looking at Donald Penn from the Bucks. I just got released. He left today um, to Washington. He has the contract on the table, so we'll see if we pick him up or not. But he is going to run this team and this aspect and this cap money how he sees fit. If you don't like it, then kick rocks and go to a different team. He offered Rashad Jennings a contract. He offered Houston a contract. He offered Valdir a contract, and they split. Tracy Porter, I'm not sure. The thing with Tracy Porter is I would have brought him back at the right price, um, but he can't tackle. I like Tracy Porter a lot. He did some good things for us, but let's be realistic about it. you got to replace okay players with good players, good players with great players, and great players with amazing players, amazing players uh, with, with future Hall of Famers. So I, I, I feel like we're on the right track here. Um, he wants to go through the draft, and bringing in these veteran guys will allow him to do that. Um, it, it, it gives us a little more time, per se. So I like these moves, Greg. Um, I know you don't. And, and in my opinion, I would rather much have Tuck and Woodley than Lamar Houston and Jason Hunter as ends. That's just me. We still need a couple more defensive tackles. We need another running back. We brought McFadden back on a one-year deal uh, with that's very, very incentive-based. He only has 100000 guaranteed in his contract. So he feels like he still has something to prove here in Oakland. Um, we, we need a couple more pieces. Reggie's far from done. But um, you don't like to hear the word patience. Nobody does. I mean, it's been over a decade of losing. I get it. You get it. We all get it. We want to win now. But – you know, we knew that this was uh, a three-year plan, and we're in the third year now, and we're finally starting to see it unfold a little bit. It's time for everybody to relax and, and, and see what kind of team we have after free agency, after the draft, and going into preseason and seeing what kind of players we have and how we plan to use these players. But I think we are on the right track. I, I, I really do believe these moves are, are very, very solid for us. And, and just the veteran leadership – um, but we didn't just pay for veteran leadership. 
We paid for veteran leadership with guys that have something in the tank. Justin Tuck got 11 sacks last season. Woodley, he got, I believe, five or four sacks last season. But he's a 280-pound linebacker covering and, and dropping back into coverage. Absolutely not. He's going to be putting his hand in the dirt and going after the quarterback in a 4-3. So he'll have many more opportunities to get sacks. Antonio Smith, he's a big body. He's a captain. He's a leader. I mean, these guys know how to play football and know what it takes. Um, I'm all for it. Um, I, I just thought you might want to hear another side of this. Uh, but that's all I got to say about that. This is Bandito, and I'm out. That's my boy. One Jorge, man. Sounds like you're drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid, brother. Not to tell you that you're wrong, but let me explain it to you the way I see it. First of all, you said it yourself. You improve and you build your team through the draft. Well, we did. We drafted Houston. We drafted Valdir. We drafted these guys, uh, you know, to, to keep them here and groom them and build a team around them. And they're gone. Porter was a good player. He's gone. You don't replace guys that are going to be here four, five, six years with guys that are at the end of their career. Woodley, Tuck, good players, but they're not going to see a Super Bowl in Oakland. They're not going to be here long enough. The two-year contract they signed is actually a one-year deal. They're going to be here for one season and maybe two. We'll see. But I doubt it seriously. Reggie McKenzie was caught in free agency with his pants around his ankles. He was caught by surprise. The contracts he gave to Woodson, the contract, he didn't even give a contract to Woodson. He didn't care if anybody left. He didn't give anybody an opportunity to come back and give a counter offer because they just left. Reggie McKenzie is over his head, like I said before. Our team is not better than it was before this week. It is not. We have old, better talent, but is that how you drill, build a team? No. You build it with fresh, young guys. You bring them in. You teach them the system, and they grow together. We don't need all these veterans to teach these youngsters anything. That's what coaches are for. Woodson, yes. A couple guys, yes, but... No, I disagree totally. This is a desperation move by Reggie McKenzie to try to get an eight-win season. He doesn't give a rat's ass about anything after that because he knows that his ass is gone if we run into another six-win, four-win season. I'd love to be positive, bro, but you know what? The mainstream media treats us like crap, yes, but... There are times when they're right, and guess what? If it smells like shit and it looks like shit, I don't need to taste it to know that it's shit. And Reza McKenzie has blown it. He's sitting on a pile of cash with nobody to give it to, man, and he's got to spend it. That's some bullshit. Uh, you're never going to convince me that this was the best way to go. Let's hope for the best. Nothing we can do, like he said. But no, I think McKenzie's a buffoon, and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And let's not even talk about 
Darren McFadden. The guy's missed more games than any player I've ever seen. And he's still on the team? Man, the guy's just taking up a spot on the bench. He's going to be sitting there with something wrapped around somebody part. Why have a guy on the team that can't play? It doesn't make any sense, bro. The guy is injured goods. We need to send him packing and use that spot for a fresh guy, for a young talent. I don't know. The Darren McFadden signing is another desperation move that Reggie McKenzie, I don't know why, but evidently he fell in love with this guy. That's some bullshit, too. And that is all I have to say about that. Our last caller, the mystery Raider. I don't know what your name is, but you're making too much sense. So let's put you on right now. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's going on to everyone in Raider Nation? So I figured I'd call a day two of free agency. Still nothing has happened other than us losing all of our best players that we had left and signing an aging right tackle and a guy who shouldn't even play the position to take Valdir's spot. It's, it seems like an absolute disaster so far. All the rumors float around who we could be looking at, but all the good players are going to other teams. You know, I don't see us solving this problem. And now I'm here picking up Justin Tuck and this other guy who are both injury-prone and pretty much on the wrong side of 30, I think, for their position. Uh, only good news out of this whole situation, McFadden's here one more year, and I get to at least not retire my jersey yet. Uh, God, this is going to be terrible. Thank you, and have a good one, guys. Take it easy. Well, that's one good thing about this whole free agency. All the people that picked up that number 20 jersey can wear it to the games this year. I'm so pumped up for that. This is the best free agency ever. (laughs) Gosh. Thank you for the call, brother. Well, I'm making this show on the 15th of March, and so far the only person we've signed so far is Usama Young. I like the signing. He's a good young player, and he shows some promise. It's the kind of signings we should have done last week before the the free agency period even started. I really don't know what to say to anybody. I've looked at it from a million different angles, but none of them seem to be positive. And I know I'm very skeptical. You guys know how I am. This goes beyond my skepticism by leaps and bounds. I truly believe that Mark Davis and Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen all need to leave. Nobody wants to come and play here. It's obvious that we can't draw any attention to anyone. It's like having an ugly kid and having to to tie a a rib bone on their neck so the dog will play with it. That's what we're like. We're that kid. I'm not going to get any more upset. I've already blown it on this whole situation, and I'm just tired of dealing with it. I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to wait for the draft and any news that comes out, but I'm tired of looking and trying to find a silver lining in a shitter. And that's how I feel about this organization right now. I love the Raiders. I love the Raider Nation more. I will always be a Raider fan. But this is a dark time 
And, you know, there's been some dark time. This is the darkest time I can remember for this team. Uh, other than Mr. Davis dying, I think this has taken a lot out of the fan base. Something that we don't deserve. And Reggie McKenzie needs to get in a bus and just take off. Because his management is horrible on all levels. I'm hearing grumblings in the office of dysfunction. I'm just not going to go on anymore. Let's just hope for the best. Because that's what I'm left with this week, is hoping for the best. Something I certainly didn't hope for or see coming by any stretch of the imagination with this money we had and the potential of improvement this team could do. On that note, I just got to tell you, keep your chins up, wear your Raider stuff, because I still am, but it's a tough time to wear it. You're going to get a lot of bullshit from people. But really, honestly, we're still the best damn fans in the entire NFL. There's no doubt in my mind. We can't help it that our management of our team just blows ass. And on that, I am Raider Greg. And I am so out. Out.